Hey now, it's Mike Gilbert, host of the Mike and JD Show, right here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Join JD by God Oliva and myself every Thursday night live on the Voices of Wrestling YouTube channel at 11.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we stay up all night discussing all the hottest stories in professional wrestling. You can also check us out right here on the Voices of Wrestling podcasting feed or you can subscribe to the Mike and JD Show feed. Now, enjoy the show. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Here we go! Listening to the Emerald Flow Show on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Welcome to episode 32 of the Emerald Flow Show. We're a podcast on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. You can follow us on Twitter at Emerald Flow Show. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five star review. You can even donate to the show at voicesofwrestling.com/slash donate if you're feeling generous. I'm Gerard Detrill here with Paul Vosch. Paul, we've got a new, well, somewhat new opening music. Yes, exactly. Uh, I uh, reached out to the generous uh, Andrew Rich again, and he very much was on board in kind of doing a second version of our uh, theme song. So, yeah, thank you very much, Andrew. Uh, it's You're just the best at this, so that's why we knew we were in good hands with you. Uh, we have... Uh... We had to remove the themes of certain wrestlers that have retired, yes. allegedly. Yes. No, it's, it's not, it was time for him, for certain people to go, because they're no longer with either of our promotions. But uh, I also felt it was very appropriate to maybe add certain people as well. So uh, one, I think, who has kind of become the mascot of our show. Uh, he has <laughs> been added uh, to the theme song rotation. So yes, Jake Lee is officially in the theme song now. Big moment for Jake and big moments for Jake coming up. Yes, exactly. Uh, mentioned this on the Discord already, but uh, when Jake beats Kaito uh, for the title and we record next, uh, uh, the title for that episode has already been set. So you will find out once that episode comes out. <laughs> and if he doesn't win? I mean, I'll come up with something else, but 
you know. <laughs> I mean, actually, you know what? That ty- that name would still like depending on how he lo- if he loses how like the way he loses. I think that would still be very appropriate. Or maybe I'll wait oh. until the N one announcements or the G one announcements, maybe because. That's <laughs> All right, and so before we start off with Pro Wrestling Noah, let's take a quick trip to the German Wrestling Federation. Yes, exactly. So it's my life report uh, because we've been talking a bit about Kyushu Pro as well. And uh, their former champion, Kodai Nozaki, as we've talked about before, he's currently on an excursion to Europe. And it turns out that one of his stops on that excursion was actually uh, my very own town, uh, Berlin, Germany. And he actually got a big world title match there immediately. And so I went to the show on Sunday and I watched him live. And I'm pretty certain I was the only one in the crowd that knew him. But he also immediately got over because, I mean, look at him. Like, just really big, fake boy. And just immediately got fans, like, got some fans on his side. And obviously he didn't win the title. Like, it was his very first match and everything. But I think he really did well. I think. Like the match itself, to me, it was kind of reminiscent of like something like a Walter vs. Ishii, just like you know, like the big dude that chops really hard uh, against like a smaller kind of guy that just wouldn't give up, uh, and also was like able to do some power moves. So I thought like like Spal- like it was Pascal Spalter who was kind of the top guy in the promotion against Nozaki, and I thought both men did really well. And I would actually recommend people to like go and seek out the entire show. Uh, it is up on YouTube for free with English commentary as well because it all, they also had a really good light heavyweight uh, tournament on the show as well. So I think like if you want to watch some Kodai Nozaki and if you want to watch some really nice light heavyweight action aside from that, like go and seek out the show. Uh, so I watched the, the match. I thought it was a nice little match. I'm not completely sold on Spalter. Uh, <laughs> he has some like, you know, just a guy tendencies, if you ask me. I mean, he's not a bad worker, but he doesn't stand out either. Yeah, no, definitely. It's, he also took a while to win me over as well. Uh, but he definitely, at, like, at times, he's just not the most exciting guy. But like I think he just has like a really good connection to the crowd in Berlin. And I think that's something that really helps him. And I think that's... Oh, he was very over, yeah. yeah. Like, I think that, like, he doesn't always really translate well to other places because he doesn't have that same connection there. And uh, I actually ended up watching the finals of the light heavyweight tournament just because it was on right after that match. Uh, that was a nice little match. Um, I got to say Peter Tihani. Yes. Tons of potential. Yes. Um, and then um, who was the German guy? Uh, Tim? Stubing. Stubing, yeah, he's a nice little heel. Yeah, yeah. I touch Bahar is another one that is like he has a very like deep connection with the crowd. But well, he's like, debatable whether he's a light heavyweight. Yes, that too. <laughs> but yeah, I liked him too. I mean, because he came in and did all the power spots and everything. Yeah, yeah, and he he's also basically he has been like the lovable loser basically for like a long time now. So this is like basically they've built him up for like I don't know maybe like two years at this point for him to actually like get to this level where he's actually like a believable tournament winner. So like that just felt like a really nice culmination of a long-term story for him to win this tournament. The match almost lost me when there was that interference uh, from Stubing when they were the final two in the uh, match. But I mean, it sort of recovered because Bihar won over. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is kind of like Stubing's character right now where like there's just like, 
ton of like outside interference and everything because he's kind of, like I think he's still really really young as well. Like I think he's like twenty maybe, and he like just turned heel recently, so he's still kind of getting that heel character over. But like that character already is like super over. Like like I think it came across in the finals a bit, but it became even more clear like in his first round match. He faced Crowchester, who's like another like really over baby face, and like he was the guy that won the tournament last year. And like the heat for Stubing in that match was just off the charts, and obviously he won by like cheating and everything. Actually, he didn't even really cheat that much during the finish. But yeah, no, it's like the GWF to me, it's like it's it's a promotion that like I think a lot of people like should check out more. But obviously, my perception of this is obviously skewed because I go there live, so I'm always not quite sure how well things actually come across on the broadcast. Uh, I don't know. I thought there was some good stuff in there. I think the production is pretty decent for an indie of its size. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's actually the guys that run it actually try a bit to get into movies as well. So I think that kind of helps the production quality of the wrestling shows as well. Right. Yeah, you can sort of tell. Like they got the graphics are pretty good and everything, the match graphics and everything. So yeah, definitely. I think it I will, helps uh... that they also always run that same venue as well, so they can just kind of really like figure out what best works for that setup. Hmm. So, uh, do you know of any other dates in Europe for Nozaki? Uh, I think he has some stuff coming up in the UK, if I'm not wrong. I think he's like wrestling in like Italy too, and then I think he's going to Malta for. Of course, longer. he is. <laughs> Where else would he go? <laughs> it's the look. It's yeah, the Jerry when... connection. So. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So we move on to Pro Wrestling Noah and Paul. Some pretty big news since we last recorded. Unfortunate news as well. Daisuke Harada is well has retired now as we record this. Yeah, that that one. I mean, he was out for quite a while, and we hadn't really heard anything since the like original like announcement that he was injured. So. Like, and the fact that there was, like, no update. Like, at least for, like, Go, who's also been out for a while now, we've gotten, like, somewhat of an update and everything, and he's just like, hey, yeah, I'm just going to take a bit longer, but I'll be back. And we hadn't heard anything about Harada since he got injured. So, like, that already felt, like, a bit eerie. And then, obviously, when the announcement came, and even more so that, like, we'll get to that match, but that that it can only be a one minute retirement match with doctor supervision and everything was like oh yeah no like his neck is just fucked so yeah it's such a shame like he's only 36 too yeah sounds like this is like something that could continue to deteriorate even if he stops wrestling which is scary yeah yeah Yeah, it's i mean it like i'd rather it end this way than we get another misawa like i think that just would be the worst case scenario so it's pro- it's just better for him to just, you know, take time off and like like I said, I mean it could deteriorate even if he stops wrestling, but I mean who knows? Like he's still only thirty six, so still time for him and let's see what like him not really like doing any physical like hard physical activity like will do for him as well. Like like I'm not a doctor, so obviously I don't know, but I mean, he wouldn't be the first guy that had a really scary, like, neck injury that no. after, like, five, six, ten years is actually, like, able to come back just with enough time off. So, you know, like, I, I have no idea if that's even possible for him, but it just would be a shame if this was the end because I think he had so well, much more to give. 
I guess we'll skip ahead a bit just and I'll say like this was not like a grandiose full retirement ceremony. Like just the other Noah juniors were around the ring and he was wrestling and everything. So it, it felt like, you know, if he can come back one day, he will. Yeah. Because like I said, like he's 36 and like just the way he moved around just in that one minute, like it's very clear that like the only thing that is stopping him from wrestling is his neck. Like everything else is still working perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, he did a handspring in the match. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, holy shit. Okay, I did not expect <laughs> him to do a handspring. And like the way he was running around the ring as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, so like it's really weird sad. that he's only 36 as well. Like he's a guy that has been around forever. Yeah. But I think he started just really, really early. Yeah, I th- yeah, 2006, I think. So he's been wrestling almost like 17 years. Yeah, he's like another guy like Nakajima where basically it's like, oh yeah, he's only like in his mid-30s now. Despite the fact that it feels like been watching him for like yeah like nearly twenty years at this point, yeah. So yeah, it's it you know it's wrestling you know like like can almost feel less that stuff like this doesn't happen more frequently just due to the nature of the sport. But like that still means it still sucks when it happens, and at yeah. least in this it, case it was caught. And it certainly leaves a big hole in the uh, Noah Junior division. He was like the best one. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I think that's very fair to say that he was like easily a best junior in the entire division. Like I think that's somewhat like like obviously nothing is undisputed ever, but I feel like that's like feels like very much like regardless of like like what type of Noah fan you are, like like I think the general consensus is that the Harada was the best junior in the promotion. I mean either him or Kotogi, I think. Yeah. Really. I mean probably could count Ogawa in that like bracket still as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's really big hole and i'm just yeah uh i mean about kotog as well like obviously like he's kind of i would assume would take over now but i mean i want to talk about this a bit later but i might as well just touch on it now like i think it wouldn't be the worst idea with harada gone now if kotog tries moving up to heavyweight again like i know that failed last time but i mean with harada gone like what is there really for him to do in the junior division at this point like he's kind of done everything yeah and he's around the same age i think he's 37 yeah so like i feel like if he wants to try one more time to be a heavyweight like it's now or never and he's definitely tall enough to do it in noah yeah because i just i don't know because in that like main event match like i just saw him across from jake and i'm like like jake obviously is way taller but he's way taller than anyone else in the promotion and kotoga didn't look like a junior next to jake if that makes sense yeah yeah so i don't know um we'll see but uh i'm not sure <laughs> this is necessarily like junta miyawaki going back to mexico harada retiring yeah uh, i don't know it could be a it could be a long summer time to put the, the title back on division. <laughs> so yeah no we'll it would be off. it would be really dire if amaksa was there but we'll, we'll get oh god him. yes yeah uh, so we start off with Noah Star Navigation 2023 from Cork and Hall. 1,310 fans, Paul. This is what their biggest since like January 2020. Yeah, yeah. Like this is this is a really big win, I think, for them. Like it's. Uh, this it's has got to be a Har- Harada bump, right? I think I, I definitely think his retirement bumps it up, but I also don't know if Harada is like the level of because this is like what four? No, no more than 400 people. Like it's like, like 500. 500 people more. Than the previous Corican, right? And we already considered that one to be a good number. So I don't know if Ferrara, even if he retires, is 
that level of draw that his retirement would draw 500 additional people to Kurokan. Like, I think he definitely, like, added to the number. But I'm yeah. just struggling to really quantify how much he actually added to this. So I think even regardless of the Harada retirement, we probably would have seen a pretty good number at the show. On a midweek Kurokan as well, with kind of a nothing card, really. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to say. I guess we'll have to wait till the next Corrigan. <laughs> yeah, we have to wait until the next Corrigan. I think also, I mean, obviously the big litmus test now is like the Yokohama show. So yeah, for sure. I think when if that number is also like, like looking good, I think then we can make a better judgment. But at the very least, the very first, like, if this is just a bounce and it's just counts like caused by the Harada, Harada retirement, then okay, but. Maybe this is also the first sign of a positive trend, but again, we can't say that for sure until we know what they draw in Yokohama. Right. So then we start off with the first match. Uh, the Congo team of Suji Kondo, Tadasuke, and Hajime Ohara defeated Kenya Okada, Yasutaku Yano, and Taishi Ozawa in five minutes when Tadasuke used a swing lariat on Ozawa. Uh, good opener. Fast-paced action. There's not much more to say about yeah. it, though. Yeah, I mean, it was basically everyone tagged at once, <laughs> I think. Yeah. I mean, there was more time for that than anyway. Like, even by the like, standards of an opener, this was really short. Uh, I will say Ozawa's looking much better, uh, just the way he looks when his hair is growing out. Yeah, I think he's also starting to, like, it's like it gets noticeable that he's in the dojo now and actually, like, starting to eat that chunko and doing the workout routines. Because yeah. I think, yeah, when, once he fills out that frame, like, like like I said, he is going to be Noah's like next big like heavyweight project. Maybe it will work this time. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, we'll see. And then next up, uh, the team of Super Crazy Extreme Tiger and the debuting Lancelot defeated Yohei, Seki Yoshioka, and Alejandro in six minutes and 23 seconds when uh, Lancelot pinned Yoshioka with the Lancelot fly. Okay, so Paul, I woke up and I looked at like the Voice of Wrestling Discord <laughs> and I saw people talking about Lancelot botching. I'm not yes. saying he's the smoothest rest- wrestler ever, but I didn't think he was that bad. Okay, but like basically his first move was just a massive botch. Like that okay, really fine. didn't help. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I also didn't think he looked really that impressive. Like when he like was wrestling normally, and I also didn't think he got he got over at all because there's definitely been like luchadors that they have brought in that got over immediately in front of the Kurkan crowd and he like there yeah. was just absolute silence when he won. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean maybe maybe maybe, and... maybe maybe, you know, given time he'll do better, but I don't think this was a really good debut. And is he super crazy's nephew? Is yes, that what he I is. heard? Yeah. Okay. Well they we can figure out how that happens. Well. Okay, yes. so I uh I uh I um I just clicked on it when I saw it pop up on Wrestling Universe, and I didn't realize it clicked on the Japanese commentary. Ah. And I just watched the show in Japanese commentary because I'm like, nah, uh, I've only got a couple. I don't have that much time to watch it, so I'm just going to not go back and change it. Yeah, okay. Well, okay, Stuart Fulton also wasn't there, so. Okay. Definitely missing. <laughs> no, but yeah, they mentioned that as well. They yeah, know he is super crazy, Snapchat. That, that's actually caused me to say that if, if we have to do a nepotism, I'd rather just have Wagner's brother instead. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that that's a good nepotism. And I figure that Lancelot's probably going to challenge uh, Amaska. Yeah, because they have a match, like they have a match on the Yokohama show. Yeah. Uh, so, and then next up, we talked about this mostly, uh, Daisuke Harada retirement match, one minute exhibition time on the draw. 
I mean, Harada just came out with a flurry of offense and forearms, did the handspring, and then looked like he was going to give Kotoko a German suplex, but then just let him go and didn't do it. Yeah. No, best for time, time match expired. of the year. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. No, I, mean, I felt like in a weird way, like it, it was a sad moment, like because Kotoga was just bawling his eyes out the entire time. Uh, but it felt weirdly like because there was so much energy to it, you know, like that's why it felt somewhat of a celebration of Arada. Yeah. So I, it was kind of nice. Like it, it really made the best out of like bad circumstances. Absolutely. Um so it was as good as you could have done under the circumstances that he even got to wrestle for one minute. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which seems like based on what he has, like you really shouldn't even have done that. I, I wish the camera had panned to the doctor when he did that handspring. <laughs> no, but uh, did you see on the way, on his way out, he shook Taishi Ozawa's hand? Yes, I did see that. So, you know, I, I feel like that's somewhat of a sign that like there's people in a promotion that like, no, like they're going to try and make this guy a guy. Yeah. And then next up, uh, Sugera Gun. Uh, Takashi Sugera, Kazuyuki Fujita, and Hideki Suzuki defeated Nao Michi Marafuji, Misaki Mochizuki, and Shuhei Taniguchi in 12 minutes and 59 seconds through a referee stop when Sugera uh, made Taniguchi pass out in a front net lock. I thought this was pretty good, actually, and I thought Suzuki and Mochizuki, uh, of course, worked very well together. But we got to talk about what's going on with uh, Suzuki's hair lately. Has he got like a perm or something? Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on with that. <laughs> Look, he looks like, goofy, if you ask he, me. He looks really goofy. Like, I don't know why he like decided to do like change his hair. I, think, I thought he had like a pretty good haircut before, but now he's like. I mean, it it worked for it him in his gimmick, just like the straight lace guy with like the short cut. Yeah. Now he's all like curly and whatever. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of with dark. the bangs. <laughs> Maybe he's trying to join Funky Express. Maybe. I mean, they have a match uh, at the uh, at Diego Marshall. That's true. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I mean, it was solid action, uh, as you can expect from all of these guys and hitting each other really hard and stuff like that. I mean, we um, kind of Loki have like a few, somewhat of a little feud going between Suzuki and Taniguchi. Yep. Because like, they've kind of had like quite a few matches going back and forth, and they had that singles match as well, and they go hard against each other, like because it's like fourth from the top from the bottom and <laughs> they just kind of go really hard like same on the finish like i mean t- like say what you want about tanaguchi but like he gives us all in these matches like on that finish as absolutely well. like i thought he sold that like neck lock from Segura really well if anything tanaguchi will there be more space for tanaguchi on these cards which is good yeah which and i don't think did fujita tag in because i don't remember a single thing he did uh he was briefly in there yeah. he was wrestling against marafuji yeah i i feel i That's feel like I remember. If, if there's one guy from these like muto friends but like i because i feel like suzuki feels like a guy that's gonna stick around but i think like yeah. fujita might not be much for much longer for this promotion does he have a contract because i think it's he probably as long as that lasts did sign a contract last year i think but not okay. i mean i don't know when though like normally it's at the beginning of the year but maybe he signed it a bit later in the year because i think he signed it after he won the belt yeah or yeah something like that so it might be that he's hanging around until that contract expires and then he's out of there it feels like they don't have they're not doing anything with him he doesn't have any direction which uh, honestly i think is good yes i mean it's almost like the one guy that was like advocating for him is like pretending to be retired right now 
<laughs> Did you see that Mudo like gave a uh, like a talk at that uh, Jinsei Senzaki like 30th anniversary show on Michinoku Pro? And he was like, well, uh, Kokushi Muso has never actually retired. <laughs> it's like it's basically like I would have expected him to at least wait like a couple of months until he does something like that. But he literally waited until like uh, the pay-per-view was like until like the his retirement show was off of pay-per-view and just on Wrestle Universe normally, which means that he has stopped now directly benefiting from that show. And he's like, well, time for me to tease my return. <laughs> In Michinoku Pro. <laughs> Look, I mean, at this point, you know what, buddy, just, I mean, I don't, he's obviously not going to have as much time uh, as, um, uh, uh, fuck, why I forget his name now? Uh, Unita to do like the like continuous like the like just diminishing returns on retirement shows but you know he, he can at least get two or three more retirements in there he can pop like two thousand people in like sendai or awate yeah and okay w- what do we think like where will he bottom out in terms of like retirements like what will be like is it going to be in like shinki like his like last last retirement like is that actually going to be in like shinjuku phase I feel like he would try to at least wrestle in Cork, and I don't. I feel like he wouldn't even bother unless it was really yeah, dire. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. But if he can fill Cork, and he'll he'll do it. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah no. But that that's like two free retirements down the line. So I think we yeah. have a little, little more until then. And then next up, the Congo team of Keno, Katsuhiko Nakajima, and Manabu Soya defeated Masa Kitamiya, Daiki Inaba, and Yoshiki Inamura. In 12 minutes and 11 seconds, when Inaba used, or sorry, Soya used the jumping DDT on Inaba. Again, solid stuff. You're, you're mm-hmm. good old Noah six man. And of course, it was building to the tag title match on the 18th. Yeah. Well, uh, the one thing that I noticed immediately with this match was like, oh, hey, that's everyone that's involved in the All Japan angle uh, in one match. I, want, I wonder if something will happen here with that. And lo and behold, after the match, who comes out? But it's Naoya Nomura and Yuma Aoyagi. Exactly. So yet another yet another time where Keno fails to prevent people from just waltzing into a Noah shower without paying. <laughs> He's uh, getting soft. Yeah. But yeah, so then they cut a promo on each other. And it seems like that when... So if Keno and Soya uh, win the titles at the Yokohama Budokan show... They will come to Noah to Noah, to all Japan and challenge for the world tag team titles there. And Ken also said that he wants to unify the belts too. So I mean, that's giving away the result on the 18th, right? What I said as well, because now that doesn't make sense if Inaba and Kitamiya win. Like that just destroys the whole story, and it makes Keno look like a goober. But I guess maybe you can make the story that Keno is already like thinking about the next match. But... Okay, so what's the? Why couldn't um? Why couldn't they just take? Why couldn't Keno and Soy have just beaten um, Kojima and, and Sugera? Like, did Kojima really have to get out of there when at that past that date? I guess actually they lost the yeah. tag titles before the the dome. They could have, yeah, they just could have put the belts on them earlier. I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it is weird. I mean, it's still like I think Kitamiya and Inaba are still like even if they're just transitional champions, it's fine. But yeah, it definitely feels a bit weird that they just had to immediately like pull the trigger on that then but it uh, like to me it at least it gives the result in Budokan away yeah but Paul well we'll get into this later but who knows who's going to be challenging at Oda Ward for the 
All Japan World Tag Team titles. I mean, I would assume it's gonna be Keno and Soya, right? Well, someone else, another team laid out a challenge. Hmm? Already? Oh yeah, Suwama challenged with him in Kono. Oh yeah, right after the after the Shinkiba show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that might also be very funny if basically Keno is just like, yeah, it's gonna be Kongo versus Nomuyagi, and then they both like lose their title matches. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll see what's going. I can, I don't think we're going to get a card for Oda Ward until next week. Yeah. Um, and so I'm really enjoying this show up to this point. A lot of fun, <laughs> great action. And then we have Eita defeating Hayate in 3 minutes and 47 seconds in a DQ. Just horrible. Yeah. Although Eita uh, bladed. <laughs> yeah, it, it, like immediately, like a second one of the match. <sighs> that like Moxley speed. Yeah. But, yeah, I, mean, I don't think this was even really a match. Like, I think it's a bit of a stretch to even call it a match. Like, it was just, like, a three-minute angle, basically. Because it was just yeah. Hayata just immediately jumped him when Ata came out and then just beat him up some more with Ata, like, rolling out of the ring. And, like, yeah, and then it, Hayata just gets DQ'd after just very blatantly, like, shoving the ref and just hitting Ata with the belt. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, like I said, like, it's... Oh, no, like I said, but... To me, the thing is, like, they've done so, they've tried to do so much stuff to, like, get people interested in this junior tag title match, but I just don't care. Well, I mean, I think what happened next sort of lifted my spirits because Chris Ridgway defeated Yoshinari Ogawa in 10 minutes and 20 seconds with an ankle hold. I really enjoyed this. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, like, super, super high end, but it was just these guys, like, trying to, like, rip each other's limbs out for 10 minutes, and it was, I really liked it. Yes. No, no, no. I definitely really liked this match. But again, the problem here was it didn't make me interested in the tag title match. <laughs> it just uh, <laughs> it, what it made me interested or think about is uh, um, is that Noah should just do another uh, Junior Global League or Junior and One or whatever they're gonna call it now. Um, and I would want to see these two have a match on there rather than being like, oh yeah, I, I wonder if they're gonna do this during the title match because I know the title match is probably gonna lean more towards the Eita and Hayata side than really the Rich Ray and Ogawa side. Yes, because there will be all sorts of angles and stuff in the actual title match. Yeah. But no, this, then, this was uh, really nice. This was really nice. Yeah, it was good. Next up, good-looking guys. Jay Clean, Anthony Green defeated Kaito Kiyomiya and Atsushi Kotoge in 13 minutes and 47 seconds with a skewered front high kick from Lee on Kotoge. Paul, I've got a lot of thoughts about this match. First off, I think Anthony Green has really improved since his time in Noah. Secondly, I think this is Jake's best performance in Noah and best match overall in Noah so far. I agree. That was actually my my exact thought as well. <laughs> no, I <laughs> okay. thought he was really. I thought he was really really good here. Like I think he actually like showed some charisma and everything. He and, did, and yeah. especially towards the end. Like I think actually, in, so far this might be one of my favorite Jake feuds in general. Just like on based on how much shit he's been talking. About Kaito in the press as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, because he's like, I'm going to restore honor to the GHC. You know, you can't disrespect this title and everything like that. I mean, he's... I'm in... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know I know it's disingenuous because he's supposed to be a heel. But, like, in a way, he's done more to defend Noah than Kaito has in, like, the last two years. <laughs> like, any good heel, there's a current... Like, any good heel, there's a kernel of truth in all of this. Yeah. Yeah, no, that absolutely is. And I also love him just being like, oh, yeah, 
Okay, Kaito, you've done so much now, but for now it's for you. It's time to rest, and I will take over for you now. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not an un, not you know, not an unrealistic idea, honestly. No. Um. That that's why I locked up Jake beating Kaito, and I'm not wavering on that at all. I think I'm actually more certain that that's gonna happen. Yeah. And then in the main event for the GHC Junior Heavyweight Championship, Amakska defeated Hiroki in 12 minutes and 15 seconds with his um, Kaikoku or whatever that diving thing off the top rope is. Um, I thought this was solid, like, you know, like a three and a half, seven out of ten. There was no, like, you know, reinventing the wheel. They got some kickouts, whatever, you know. I guess it was perfectly acceptable um, main event. Yeah, I, I, I actually really liked it. I, I don't think it was as good as the draw they did last year in January. Because I think that's still my favorite match between these two because there was some like like there was some like heat there basically. And they were just beating the shit out of each other for like twenty minutes until they went to a time limit draw. Uh, so I thought that match was better. But I think this is probably like my second favorite singles match that they've had. And I think like Hiroki, like, he did a lot better than I thought he did. Like, he really, like, worked hard to really show that he can, like, go in the main event. Yeah. So, I thought this was I thought this was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I it was good. I just, I don't know. Maybe something a little more. I was expecting in the main events, but maybe something a little more epic, I guess. But, um. Yeah, but then again, like, kind of have to, like, know the limitations of the uh, <laughs> yes that's true too of the challenger here so like i like i said i thought hiroki worked hard but that's still like he's still hiroki like there's still only so hard he can go yeah so i thought like they did well within the limitations of what they were given or, or, or maxa worked well within the limitations of what he was given here so yeah like i said like i think like he by far in a way like i thought i really hope he keeps the title for like a lot longer because like i think there's not really a whole lot like besides him in this division at the moment no i he should have a long reign absolutely so yeah i i really hope he holds that build for a bit longer until like i don't know they can build someone else up properly or yeah i don't I, like i actually wouldn't mind if he got a bit more like noah jr carriers a little bit just to have like a reshuffle basically because it feels a bit stale at the moment mm-hmm. yep definitely and then, so that was that so, show. Yeah. I enjoyed this show overall. There was only one bad match. Yeah. No, I thought this was a pretty good show. And I think it really helped to actually have, like, a pretty full Korokan there as well with yep. the crowd that made noise. The crowd was good, absolutely. Yeah. So, because I think, like, if this had been, like, what they normally draw on Korokan, like, 600, like, half what they've drawn here or less than that, I don't think I would have liked this show as much. But, like, because it was pretty full and it was, like, really a lot of crowd noise, I think that really helped elevate the show. Yep, definitely. So from there, we've got a show on the 14th at Yokohama Radiant Hall. Masa Kitamiya versus Manabu Soya. Daiki Inaba versus Keno. Yoshinori Ogawa versus Hayata. And Eita versus Chris Ridgway. And then Kaito Kiyomiya and Yohei versus Jake Lee and Anthony Green, which I think could deliver again. Yeah. I'm actually for Eita versus Chris Ridgway, where I'm like, I look at that match and I'm like, I, 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 I don't, I can't, like, Get, let myself get suckered in because this match is not what it could be, basically. Because this match could be good, because Ata can be good, but it's not going to be that Ata. No. But I just look at it and be like, but what if it is? I expect him to cheat and like Actually roll torture. up Ridgeway. That's sort of what I expect, kind of. Yeah, yeah, and it's going to be like five yeah. minutes. 
And then on uh, March 19th, Yokohama Budokan, Katsuhiko Nakajima versus Kenya Okada. Yep, that should end in a knockout, but like a work one this time. But Kenya Okada should win by knockout. Yeah. You... He's not going to, but he should. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. I mean, what, is, what are the realistic chances of him winning? Uh, I, I would say realistically Nakajima is going to win, but I mean, we were kind of predicting before right when we were looking at the N1 and we were like previewing the show and everything that like we both thought that Kenya was probably going to win this Mm -hmm. so if they still want to do that then I think it makes a lot of sense to just do that here and then just start the Kenya Okada push and then next up we've got Naomichi Marafuji and El Hio de Dr. Wagner Jr. versus Jack Morrison Anthony Green could this be setting up a national title shot for a good-looking guy. Yes, I think that that's what they're going to do here. So, but the question is, which one though? Because well, I feel like if is it going to be Morris, Morris? If it's Morris, it does Morris win the title? Yeah, because if it's Morris, then I feel like he's right. winning. And I feel like if it's Green, it's Whereas just a... Green might be the one where. Well, yeah, if it's Green, it's just another title defense. Yeah, exactly. I mean, maybe they're going to do like Green first, and then Morris comes in and wins yep. the title, but. I, I feel like if Morris is the title challenger, I think he's winning. Like, I don't think he's, like, losing two title challengers back-to-back, no. basically. And, well, given how much they clearly like him. Yeah. And then for the G... Which I think I'm fine I think I'm fine with as well with Morris winning. Like, I've really enjoyed the yeah. Wagner reign, but I also feel like Morris is, like, a guy you can, like, do for something sure. with. And then uh, for the GHC Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship, Yosunori Ogawa and Eita versus Hayata and Chris Widre. Whatever. I don't know. I hope it doesn't go like 25 minutes. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, I, and I hope, I don't even know if I want to do a title change because I read, like, like I said, there's like parts I don't like about either team where I kind of don't want them to hold the belt. So I don't even know who I should even cheer for here. <laughs> Just cheer for Ogawa and Ridgeway to get back together yeah. instead. And then uh, for the GHC Tag Team Championship, Masakitami and Dekinaba, the champions defend against Keno and Manabu Soya. I mean, I think I'm going to put this in my, as my lock. The Congo team are winning. Okay. Yeah, I think that feels fair. Yep. Um, yeah, probably, I would assume. I still see what the story is if they lose with all Japan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like, exactly. Like, it doesn't make sense story-wise for them to lose, like, like, why set up this whole, like, potential, like, unification match and then just, like, not do it? Yeah. And that... Especially because it's, like, it's Masakitami and Daikinaba. Exactly. It's fine. And then in the main event for the GHC Heavyweight Championship, Kaido Kiyomiya versus Jake Lee. And, well, Paul, you have your opinion. <laughs> yep. Not wavering on that. Yep. Uh, I still think Kaido's winning. But uh, I think this... Uh, well, I mean, first of all, I'm more looking forward to it than I was after today's show. But also, I mean, it's a make or break moment for Jake, really. Yeah. So, but yeah, based on what he's done recently, I actually feel like this is the first time in a while that I've actually feel like kind of positive about the direction that Jake is going in. So obviously that is just prime for him to let me down yet <laughs> again. But if he does it again, then I'm just like actually going to be done. I already said I'm, I'm, I was done with him, but like this time for sure. It, it's if he blows his first like big title challenge in Noah, yeah, yeah, that's that's not good. But we'll see. 
with I mean, especially against someone like Kaiju, who is like one of the best wrestlers in the world. Exactly. That's why like I'm think it will deliver, but you never know. Yeah. But we yeah. we shall see. And uh, they also announced a bunch of uh undercut matches as well on Oh, Twitter. did they? I did I'm not sure. see. Yeah, so we also yeah, no worries. Uh, so we're also going to have Alejandro, Yoshioka, Yohei, and Kotoge versus Ohara, Hiroki, Kondo, and Tadasuke. So, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Uh, we're also going to have Takashi Segura versus Shuhei Taniguchi in a Ooh. singles match. Actually could be interesting. But then, uh, the highlight. So we're going to have Mohamed Yone and Yoshiki Inamura Versus Hideki Suzuki and now pay attention, Saxon Huxley. The Saxon Huxley. Yes, the Saxon Huxley. Uh, uh, NXT UK of, Saxon Huxley. Yes, of, I don't know what it, what an NXT UK is. That sounds fake, so I'm not gonna uh, comment on that. However, I do remember him from the WWE UK tournament, or at least I remember he was in it. I don't remember as much. Okay, then. Um, yeah. So. I mean, him. T- t- Thatcher's done, right? This is why this guy is coming in, right? Probably. I mean, with Thatcher, you never know. Like, I think if he like, if he get like reports that he's like in WWE as like a trainer or like something, then I think for sure we can say he's done. Otherwise, I would say if he's not back by the time the N one rolls around, I think then we can say for sure he's done. Because I think Noah gives people some time in between tours. That's sometimes. true. It's just, I don't know. I just feel like he's ending up in um, ROH, but we'll see. That might, also, that might also be an option. Yeah, so like I said, if he actually gets signed somewhere in America, I think then we can safely say he's done. Until then, I think I'll, I'm willing to give it a bit more time. And maybe it's just Noah giving him a bit more time off. But with that said, the way he lost it, the dome very much felt like a yep. write-off. And then that's it for that show? Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I don't see anything else being announced. But yes, Okay, so I've never seen Saxon Huxley, and the uh, cage match reviews of him were not good. (laughs) No. Like I said, I've only ever seen him in WWE UK. Like, I've actually looked at it as well, and I was like, yeah, he has, like, three progress matches ever, and he has never even worked Ref Pro or, like, any other, like, bigger European So how do they find this guy? Would Hideki have even met him? Same, well, same way they found Morris. Well, that's the I'm now wondering if Morris. They have to have some contact. Has they he worked ICW? In... I don't think so. Let me just double check that because he's like he's a he's a like he's an okay. English guy. Like he's an England guy. He's not a Scot. So I don't know if he's even. Uh, well, he has worked ICW, like, uh, but that's just a. I yeah. don't know. Worked something called Evolution Wrestling and Real American Wrestling <laughs> in Belgium uh, and Dragon Pro Wrestling, which is apparently Belgian. Okay. So, yeah, and another otherwise, just a bunch of like WWE, like developmental matches. Fascinating. So, yeah. I don't know. Like I said, I'm, I'm willing to give him a chance just based on Morris. Like, based on that, with Morris, they just brought in a guy that no one really knew and he just immediately clicked so we'll see like i'm i'm willing to give this guy a chance well we'll see but i also don't remember his match (laughs) at all like i remember that he was the that his nickname was like the muscle something the muscle badger oh my god like that 
Oh, the Muscle Cat. The Muscle Cat. Yeah, that was his nickname. Like, that's what I remember. And then he lost in the first round. But I don't remember the match. So bizarre. We'll see. Okay. Well, there we go. So that's Pro Wrestling Noah. And then next up, All Japan Pro Wrestling. But before we get into the shows, Paul, did you see the great UWF tournament show? No, I haven't gotten around to watching it. Okay, so I recommend from that show, watch... Dan Tamara versus Takanori Ito, and watch Hikaru Sato versus uh, Somo Watanabe. Especially Sato versus Watanabe, I thought was very good. Okay. And um, yeah. uh, that doesn't that doesn't surprise me that those are gone, that those are like and good and, and well. I'm <laughs> wondering if Tamara should just bring this gimmick in all Japan. He wore shorts. He wore giant Baba shorts and went bare feet and just grappled. <laughs> he didn't throw any strikes. Yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, he's teaming with Sato. Like, I'm surprised that they're not just going to be... He's been teaming with Sato for so long that they should uh, should just do something yeah. like that. But they're just, like, the fucking... Like, they're just... Yeah, they're just the UWF guys. That's the grappling guy. Yeah, yeah. Tamara's the grappling guy. All right, so we start off with the Excite Series at the Nippon Totor Green Dome Meibashi Sub-Arena drawing 658 fans. The largest uh, uh, crowd for All Japan in Meibashi since 2014... Uh, which I think has got to be a pretty good sign for them. Yeah, no, definitely. It's, I think this was very obviously like built around like Yuma yeah. Anzai. So definitely seems like he's drawing his hometown. I mean, he also like like he already got merch and it's also already sold out like immediately. Yeah. So I think both of those are very good signs. Good signs yeah. Hey, back to back dome shows for certain people in Noah. Uh, certain people in yes. Japan. And then uh, so we start off. We can't escape him, Mazada. Rising Hayato and Rio Inoue defeated Hikaru Sato, Dan Tamara, and, and Oji Shiba in 14:54 with the Sid Vicious on Hayato from Hayato on Tamara. Thankfully, Mazada didn't really stink up this match too much. I thought it was a solid opener. No, yeah, but I'm also happy if this is just like a one-off and it's not like a guy <laughs> that comes in so. regularly. Going unless, forward. unless Nozawa really is behind the scenes in all Japan. And they can. Yeah. He's like, well, Noah won't refuse us to book him, but I can get you guys too. Yeah, I mean, as long as maybe he stays in like this kind of like opening match, I'm like, whatever. But I couldn't definitely do without him. Like, I don't think he adds. Speaking anything. of other people, I could do without Ryuchi Sai, <laughs> Fuma, and Yoshitatsu <laughs> defeated Takao Mori, Kotaro Suzuki, and Black Menso Ray in 10:46 with a cockroach driver from Yoshitatsu on Menso Ray. I'll say this. It wasn't as bad as I thought because really, Sai is just bland. But I just can't stand him yeah. anymore. No, like he, like it was like I thought he had some a few, very few like, but he had some highlights when he was like an all Japan yeah. regular. But like by the end, he was just like literally just like a stale piece of white bread. Oh God, yeah, absolutely. He wasn't trying, it. and he's only gotten worse yeah. since then. Yeah, for sure. Like, remember the time limit draw they did with him and Shuji Ishikawa? Yeah, that was that a was horrible match. One of the worst uh, matches. It wasn't, yeah. When I think worse, I think of, like, blowing spots. It was just incredibly, one of the most bland matches I've ever seen, too. Yeah, well, I think it was so egregious to me because it ended up being a time limit draw and it just did actually nothing. Yeah. Like, I actually felt they wasted yeah, my time. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, so we move on to Shuji Ishikawa and Renai Abe defeated Shotaro Ashino and Ryuki Honda Gung Nier of Anarchy in 9 minutes and 59 seconds with a splash mount from Ishikawa on Honda. Paul, this is a bit of a surprising result, wouldn't you say? Yeah. 
<laughs> so much for hey, this is definitely just for like Gungnir of Anarchy to get back on track to like challenge for a title. But yeah, I, I think they're a long way away from like another title challenge by now. Yeah, I could. Do you think that they're being permanently cycled down, or do you think that this is something that's going to be done later in the year? I think they're just kind of keeping them on the down low until they like push yeah. them. Kind of, I think like maybe like after the Champion Carnival, I think we might see them get cycled back up again. But I think for now they don't want to push them because they don't have want to like have them challenge for the title yeah. anytime soon. I mean, honestly, I would like to see Ishikawa and Ayabe in the World Tag Title mix. I mean, God, they need someone. They need teams. Yeah. yeah, I think that would work really well, and you can just draw about Ayabe exactly. at the end of it. And maybe you can also like if you give him a push and everything, you might be able to like convince Ayabe as well to like come and maybe like full for time. sure. But I thought this was solid. Yeah. No, it was a solid match. Otherwise, just, yeah, a bit of a uh, surprising yeah. result. Next up, Yuma Aoyagi, Naoya Nomura, and Atsuki Aoyagi defeated Koji Doi, Kuma Rashi, and Andy Wu in 14 minutes and 57 seconds when uh, Yuma used the end game on Andy Wu. I had a lot of fun with this match. Mm-hmm. Also, talk about guys not getting pushed. <laughs> but, I mean, well, they're not even no. regulars anymore. But no, it, but like this match also made me miss them as well because this was just like really, like as I said, this was just a ton of fun. And I think like Kuma Doi really like, I think they mix really well. Yeah, with that would be a like good really match. That, that would be a, a good match. match. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I, I looked at it as I had a blast with this match and you could also look at it from your perspective as like, oh, this is just making you miss Kuma Doi even more for sure. Yeah. But that was solid. Um. Or more than solid. I thought it was good. Quite good, actually. And then next up, Kento Miyahara defeated Hokuto Omori in 12 minutes and 52 seconds with the shutdown German suplex. Paul, this was great. And I think it had a pretty good reception talking to other people who watched this match. Uh, I thought Hokuto worked really hard here. I thought he sort of had some good counters, showed like an aggressiveness towards Miyahara. I think this heavyweight push will work out. Yeah, I, I have that feeling as well. I think... This was really, like, obviously he wasn't going to win. But I think this was to show that, like, Omori can hang with the top guys in all Japan before the Champion Carnival. And I think they succeeded in doing that. Like, this felt like, despite the fact that he lost, it felt like an elevation for him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because he can hang out with uh, the cha- the ace. Yeah, exactly. And, like, obviously he's not going to beat him. No. Maybe at some point down the line he will. But, like, no, no, now, no, he has no chance but at least show that he can hang with Miyahara and then he's a bit more believable guy in the Champion Carnival as well. Yeah. And then uh, the main event, Yuma Anzai triumphant local return special six-man tag match, Yuji Nagata, Yutaka Yoshi, and Yuma Anzai defeated Suwama, Jun Saito, and Rei Saito when uh, Anzai used a German suplex on Jun. Paul, this completely exceeded my expectations and was a ton of fun and had a great crowd obviously uh behind Anzai and everything just like they knocked out of the park here and I didn't think they well I, I didn't think it would yeah. be horrible or anything but it definitely was really good yes no I I also thought that this was like way exceeding the expectations and I mean look this this is how you build up a guy mm-hmm. right I mean you put him in there with like someone like Nagata you have him face off against the heels in his hometown, and then you give him the win in the main event as well. And just, yeah. So I, I thought also like this worked really well. Like it really like the and the crowd just helped it a ton as well because they were just like screaming whenever like there was like a danger of Anzai getting pinned. Yep, definitely. Like, 
they just lost them and they lost their mind at the finish as well like that just made this whole thing just like so much better oh yeah the... like you just had like an actual like big smile on your face when like and i actually got the pin on june there mm-hmm. and so that was that show i thought it was a good show overall mm-hmm. yeah no i i enjoyed this one as yeah. well so and good crowd so yeah we, we shall see like if like I think actually all Japan has a bit of momentum behind them right now, so we we'll see if they can actually like capitalize on that and like Ota yeah. Ward. And then so we move on to the Excite series on February twenty seventh at Shinkiba in front of one seventy one. I think that's I mean it was a it was a middle of the week show, so mm-hmm. I I wouldn't read too much into that one seventy one. No. Um, it's also Shinkiba, yeah. like it's not even if like there wouldn't have been that many more people uh so to open up a uh, real in and ojishiba went to a time limit draw in 10 minutes uh this was a good match but really it was also just to set up the fact that they're going to team up in the junior tag battle of glory and mm-hmm. that should be a good team i mean this yeah. tournament uh and we only have yeah. three teams or not even three full teams but we've got inoue and shiba we've got atsuki aoyagi and rising hayato and then uh uh, Naruki Doi and X. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good field. So yeah, that's already like shaping up. Yep. Yeah. No. But so, uh, but I like Ryo in a way super over with the Shinkiba yes, crowd. Yes, the hardcores. It's kind of nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know it's a very small sample, but like he has them like in the palm of his hands basically already. Yep. Um, and next up we had Shutaro Ashino and Ryuki Honda. Defeated Yoshitatsu in Black Menso Ray in 10 minutes and 26 seconds with the final vent from Honda on Menso Ray. Um, I actually thought this was pretty good for what it was. Yeah. Um, do you think we're gonna? Do you think they're gonna actually? I mean, now we're talking about that. They're kind of getting downcycled a little bit. Do you think they're gonna have Gangnia challenge for the All Asia title? Oh God, I hope not. Because they have to get the title over Nita, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So that might be, but yeah, I'm also not really a big fan of that. No, I'm not either. I'd rather put it on a side of yeah. that. Um, and then next up, we had. Um, is this where the th- the angle happened? Um, I think. No, I think it was after okay. the next one. Yeah. Right? So the next one has Jun Saito and Rei Saito defeated Takao Omori and Renai Abe in eight minutes and fifty nine seconds with a drill a hole pile driver from Rei on Omori. Sort of a big win for Rei, pinning you know uh, former Triple Crown champion. Uh, he's pilled, he's pinned yeah. a couple of former Triple Crown champions now. Actually, he's pinned <laughs> Shuji Shikawa and Takao Omori. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I thought this was actually uh, solid too. I, it, it was solid, but also, like, not super memorable. No, of either. course not. But, like, look, I think the Saitos are doing as well as you can expect them to be. I don't think they're dragging things down. No, 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 no. They, they, they have a very unique style, but I think it works. Yeah, for, for sure. Okay, so now the angle. So, uh, you know, Kanto had said, you know, at the Dome, like, Masa Kinemiya, come to Shinkiba and wear a suit, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> so, uh Kinemiya doesn't show up, but uh, Yoshiki in a Murn is tracks is no tracksuit does, and then him and uh, he comes out, cuts a promo, and then Kento comes out, and uh, yeah, we're gonna get a singles match between them. I'm excited. Yeah. So no, that that one's gonna be a ton of fun. That one's gonna be really good. 
And yeah, I think we, we were talking about it as well. Like I think like last year someone asked us who we would send from like one promotion to the other. Uh, and I think both of us said that Inamura would be like a perfect guy to send to all Japan. Yes, and we got him. Yeah. So that I think that match has like obviously Inamura's gonna lose. But look, I I I think this has this has the potential to be tremendous because Kento will probably like sell his ass off for him and then just beat him. Yeah. But I, I think Yeah, I, I can imagine now Kento's selling yeah. his ass off for like five whole minutes and then like Inamura like charges up to do like some like crazy looking shoulder block from across the ring and then like Kento jumps up and gets the knee. And then, yeah. you know, that starts the finishing sequence and stuff like that. It's also going to look crazy when he actually does the shutdown on him as well. Yeah, for sure. Because he's a, he big, is a guy. big guy. So, yeah, no, I, I, I think, yeah. Also, uh, I have to say, the uh, All Japan tracksuit looks much better than the Noah tracksuit. You think suit. so? Yeah, I, I really like the All Japan tracksuit. I, I think that one looks great. Mm. Like, just kind of the muted uh, red and everything. Uh, well, yeah, I, Yuma I wore that really out cool. uh, uh, on the Noah show. So yeah, I I think that that I think that one looks really cool. So uh, I think maybe that's one of the reasons why they like uh, put together this like new home army and put Kento in it as well, so that they can actually like have him like wear like the promotions tracksuit and everything to really show like wear all Japan. Mm-hmm. The next because I actually have a feeling that maybe because like we already like most of the belts are on outsiders, yeah. right? So I have a feeling that maybe what they're doing might be that like we have all of these outsiders come into all Japan and like they take all the titles and then all Japan has to unite to take the titles back and that might be like how like for example like Suwama turns right, face again. Yeah, for sure. And then they all come together, they beat all of the outsiders, win their titles back, and then they go from there with whatever story they have yeah. planned. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And then next up, we have uh, Minoru Suzuki, Naruki Doi, and Hokuto Omori defeating Kento Miyahara, Kotaro Suzuki, and Rising Hayato in 12 minutes and 16 seconds with a gotch-style pile driver on Suzuki, from Suzuki on Hayato. Somewhat perplexing for Hayato to take the pin, but I guess who else was going to, even though <laughs> yeah. he's challenging for the titles. But it also set up Kotaro yeah. Suzuki turning on Hayato after the match. <laughs> uh, I thought the match was pretty good, though. I mean, how could you go wrong mm-hmm. with these six guys? Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, no. And then freaking Jun Akiyama has to call like a couple of days later in DDT to talk about Kotaro Suzuki and be like, oh, yeah, you were in a place where like some people turned on you all the time. And it's like, he, he just turned on someone two days prior. <laughs> like, come on. Uh, man. <laughs> whenever Suzuki and Kento were in the ring together, there's like a palpable energy. Yes, no, definitely. And also, like, I've also thought like people when Hayato was like getting hit with the God style pile driver, they were also like, I feel like the crowd actually felt shocked that he was going to lose yeah, here. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, I don't know. Was that Suzuki just going to team with Doi? Like... I would, well, it would be more like the heavyweight team would be Suzuki and Omori. No, sorry. I mean, is Doi and, no, Kotaro going to jo- team in the... Ju- oh, so, yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah, in Suzuki, the junior yeah, tag yeah, this is Yeah, this is where this gets confusing. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, yeah. But I, I feel like if that was the case, they would have just aligned immediately. But, I mean, look, I'm not against the... Naruki Doi Kotaro Suzuki no. team. I, I think that would be really cool. The grumpy veterans. Yeah. Um, but it could also be that like they bring someone else into team of Kotaro. Well, that's fine then... too. Yeah, I mean, this could be yeah. a very actually like good lineup for this tag league. Yeah. No, I, I think it has a potential. Like, because I feel like maybe uh, we're gonna get um, 
might get some like great representation in the tournament as well. Mm -hmm. And then next up, um, we had uh, Yuma Aoyaki defeated Suwama by DQ in 12 minutes, 7 seconds. Uh, this wasn't very good. <laughs> it was just Suwama. Yeah, it was a 12-minute angle. Yeah, it was a 12-minute angle of Suwama just beating up Yuma and getting DQ'd. Because he hit a back, like a couple backdrops on Yuma and then was just like, I'm going to grab a chair, yeah. even though I could just pin him right here. Yep. <laughs> so stupid. I mean, he should have also get gotten disqualified like three minutes well, into the yes, match. Yes, of course. And then after the match, him he challenged for him and Kono for the world tag titles. Yeah, I mean, I really don't know why this had to be twelve yeah. minutes. I mean, I didn't like the ang like I didn't like the angle at the Noah show either. But at least that was only three minutes, <laughs> yeah. not twelve. Yeah, this is definitely all Japan reverting to the worst of last year. Yeah, like that's why I really hope that this whole thing like with. Suwama will be done soon because yeah this just isn't very good like this is, like isn't enjoyable you know like this isn't even like a fun beat down no. it's just really slow and boring and then Bada five times reprimands him takes stuff <laughs> out of his hands and it still doesn't DQ him yeah oh god and then uh, in the main event Shuji Ishikawa Atsuki Aoyagi and Yuma Anzai defeated Yuji Nagata Hikaru Sato and Dan Tamara in 18 minutes and 46 seconds when Ishikawa pinned uh, Sato with the Splash Mountain, which was a bit of a surprise. Mm -hmm. But uh, I thought this was great. I thought Ishikawa and Sato especially were great together. Yeah. I think Sato is like a guy that kind of works really well with big guys. Yes, he is. Because he kind of has a style that is actually believable for him to take down a bigger guy as well, but then he can obviously also like sell really well when like the bigger guy gets the upper hand on him as yep. well. Um, so this was another, um, and I thought Anzai and, and Tamara actually kind of worked well together too. Um, yeah, this is like another really strong main event I thought for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I, I thought I'm actually looking forward to a bit more to like Ishikawa versus Nagata, but I'm still a bit apprehensive of how good that match is going to be. Uh, we'll see. I, uh, yeah, I mean, Nagata brought it against Kento. Now, Ishikawa was not Kento, and he's older now, but I don't know. I think it'll still be good. I, I really do. Yeah. I, 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 I have that feeling as well, but, you know, I'm, I'm just a little bit hesitant because there is also a possibility that the match just falls apart really badly. Yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't rule that out either. So that was the mo two most recent shows from All Japan. I thought they were pretty good overall. Uh, with a couple of caveats, as we talked about, uh, like Yuma and Suwama. But, uh, you know, I think everything is building well, but we'll see where everything pays off. So just quick previews. On March 14th at Shinjuku Face Stream Power Series, Paul, the most prestigious titles in professional wrestling are returning. Have you seen this, Paul? Uh, yep. Sorry, I think you cut out there. Oh, sorry. Have you seen that the most prestigious uh, titles in professional wrestling are making their return on this show? Yes, yes, of course they are. The All Japan six-man tag team title. The All Japan... Which we haven't seen since the Yoshitatsu Kingdom fell apart. The All Japan TV six-man tag team championship. Oh, TV, yeah. yes, sorry. Decision match. ATM, Taka Omori and Black Mensa Ray... Of course he's involved in that. Yeah, and Black Mensa Ray versus Black Tiger, uh, Yusuke Kodama, and Masao Hanabata. Oh, yikes. Paul, I would hope ATM team wins, right? They got to win, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? Actually, I'm going to lock that one up. I'm going to lock up the ATM team here. Okay. Because, yeah, it's... Like, 
he has to have paid for the bills, right? For them to actually make the bills. <laughs> That's like, what I think, yes. Because he's involved in like half the matches. Yeah. So funny. Oh, God. But yeah, I mean... I mean, look, why not? Like, If, if a guy just comes up to you and is like, I'm going to pay for the Oh, bills, for sure. I mean, you, you need to do that when you're... Like, yeah, sure. You need to why do not? that when you're a company the size of All Japan. <laughs> just give your, give yeah, your money exactly. mark some trios titles. <laughs> yeah. Okay, then what are the odds that he's also the guy that wants Black Tiger to be booked? Because I don't really see why, like, another reason why he's there. Yeah. Um, it's <laughs> It's very possible. Let's just say that. Uh, I don't know how, what this match will be like. I mean, technically it could be fine, but Black Tiger is always a question mark. Yeah. And then next up, Shotaro, Ashino, and Ryuki Honda versus Jun Saito and Rei Saito. Paul, I love their match at Cork and Hall last September for the World Tag Team titles. I'm looking forward to this again. Yeah. But I also feel like the Saitos are going to win this You think one, so? If what we're saying that, I mean, if... Like I said, I just feel like they're kind of like not really getting pushed super hard right now, Gangnam. Yeah. Well, the so Saitos don't feel like, like the they're Saitos really like... getting pushed either. Yeah. But I mean, this could also just be like a DQ or something That's like that. That's very true, too. Are are they in the same? Yeah, right. Because Ashino and Honda aren't in the same block. No. Like, do we know what the opening matches of the. Uh, no, we don't. Are? Because, yeah, maybe that some, set something up for that, but I feel like we're still too far away from that. Yeah, but uh, I'm looking for. Hopefully, it'll be. Well, I'm not sure if it'll be as good as their tag title match, but I think it could still be a lot of fun. And then next up. Yeah, and they, the Saitos weren't healed then either. Oh, that's true. Officially heal. Yeah. Um, then next up, Yuma Aoyagi, Naoya No More, and Atsuki Aoyagi versus Ojishiba, Yuma Anzai, and Ryo Inoue. I mean, this will rock, I think. Yeah, this this will be a banger, I feel. Yep. And then uh Suji Ishikawa versus Hokuto Omori. This is another is this gonna be another display to see how much uh Omori can hang in there with the, the large uh, the big dog? Yeah, I, I feel like and it's another one where like he doesn't have a chance of winning because it's up against a guy that is going to challenge for the title on an Of course, show after. yeah. But I mean Yeah, but I feel like th- yeah, this is another like the trial series yeah. of Hokuto Omori. Yeah. And then next up, Kento Miyahara versus Yoshiki Inamura. I mean, we've already talked about this before. My only concern yeah. is, Paul, that I believe, and let me just double check here, that this is third from the top. Let me just double check. Mm-hmm. No, uh, it is not. It is the second from the top. So where I think they'll get some time. Yeah, I think in that case, yeah, they will actually definitely get some time there. And I actually thought about locking this one up, but to me it just doesn't pass the mirror test because I don't think Inamura has a chance of winning. No. <laughs> and then uh, we've got the special six-person tag match. Suwama, Mayumi, Ozaki, and Maya Yukihi versus, well, we knew Unagi Sayaka. But then, uh, obviously, Yoshitatsu because he was like involved in the angle. And mm-hmm. I am laughing so hard because Unagi continually calls Yoshitatsu a weirdo on Twitter. <laughs> I mean, she's not. No, wrong. she's not. And then the third member is Saki from Colors, also of mm-hmm. Cosmic Angels. She uh, is a freelancer in stardom. Paul, does this make Yoshitatsu an honorary Cosmic Angel? Probably. <laughs> I mean, why not? Uh, I actually know Saki mainly from her stuff in Gatamu. Oh, honest. okay. 
yeah, because I've seen like her, t- her title reign there and everything. Uh, so that's that's why I'm familiar with, with her. But yeah, so Saki is the third man. But whose side is she on? Whose side is she on? Is there some sort of uh, dissension angle that I missed here that that could be pushed? Oh. No, 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 no. Sorry, I, it's just because someone said she's the third man. Oh, okay. So now in my head, I've convinced myself she's gonna turn, even though there's literally no reason for that to happen. Yeah. Um. I assume Suwama pins Yoshitatsu in this, right? Yeah, probably. Like, I don't really feel like... Because that, like, that way they can also continue the angle with, like, Unagi and Suwama and everything, because I don't feel like that one's done yet. Yeah. And that probably will set up something for the uh, Evolution show as well. I would assume so, since they only have three matches. Um, yeah. I got to say, I don't think this will turn out as well as the previous intergender trio match no no that that one was a bit more exciting uh, well this one is like unagi and, well i don't know anything much about saki but and i like unagi but she's not chihiro or you no definitely like like and same for saki yeah. like i think saki is good but she's not on that like she's not on the not on that level, no so. so i would ex- i would expect maybe even more shenanigans than that last match which had plenty of shenanigans yeah no, for sure. And I, I might even suspect because like this might this is then third from the top, yep. I guess. I, I could also see this go relatively short and it's just like an angle, basically. That's true too. Uh, does Suwama take an Unagi frog splash after the match or during, well, during the, match? the match, or at any point? <laughs> at any point. I think they're gonna tease it, but I don't think they're gonna do that here. I think they might do that on the Evolution show. Okay. All right. We'll see. I have like I don't think it'll be bad. I have somewhat faith that it will turn out okay if they just have another wild brawl. No, I mean, I mean, if there's someone in wrestling who is great at shenanigans, it's Osaki. Exactly, and uh, so there's that. Paul, do you think that uh, Maya Yukihi couldn't do a clean job to Julia because she had this match coming up? <laughs> yes, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> That's the reason. <laughs> exactly. It's like, no, sorry, brother. I, I can't take the pin. I can't take the pin here. <laughs> <laughs> I I have a six-man tag coming up in Shinjuku face. Yeah. And then the main event for sure for the PWF World Junior Heavyweight Championship. Naruki Doi makes his first defense against Rising Hayato. And uh, I've got... I think it's safe to have high expectations on this. Yeah. No, I think this this has the potential to be really good. Like, I'm a big fan of Naruki Doi. I think Hayato has like grown a lot, so yeah, I I think especially because this is the main event as well, they're gonna get some time. Like I think this has the potential to be like really really good match. Yeah, and um, I but Doi's winning. Yeah, and given that um, someone from Noah show up on this show, Kitamiya maybe after the match or seconds. Oh yeah, he wants. I'm pretty sure Kenta wants mm-hmm. Kitamiya to second him in Amura. Yeah. And we might also see like some people pop up after the Nomiyagi six match. Yep. So because that might be where we get the title challenge for Oto Ward. Right. Well, the title challenge has already happened. Oh yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I keep forgetting. Maybe my mind is just like I don't want that match to happen, so I just keep blocking it out. Right. <laughs> but uh, I would assume that we get the Oto Ward show immediately after the show because well, it's only a week yep. away <laughs> after the yeah, show. Yeah, exactly. Like. Dude, I know we try and sell tickets based off Yuji Nagata and like Shuji Ishikawa. We kind of need to announce the rest of the card if you want to sell some tickets here. Yeah. And then um, 
Well, we went over the great versus all Japan show on the last episode. So I don't want to completely rehash that again. But uh, oh, I think it's fine. do you have any other feelings about going into that? Do you think Great's going to lose every match now? <laughs> Given how they, things turned out in that UWF tournament? Maybe. <laughs> no, no. Well, I mean, Dan lost. Like, I've seen the results, right? Yeah. Like, Dan lost, right? That's true. Yeah. That's true. But uh, I'm still looking forward to that show. I think it'll be good. Yeah, no, no, no. I think the ma- match will be. But I definitely feel like All Japan is going to win the majority of the matches. I think T-Hawk wins that eight-man, though. Yeah. No, no, no. That that one, I think. Because T-Hawk's going like to have to... Like I said, the opener and everything. Because T-Hawk's going to have to do some jobs in the Champion Carnival. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so he'll get the... I think Great might get the big win. Oh, there. when do you think we're going to get in? Like, you think we're going to get the announcement of the X's at the Ota Award show? For the X's? Yeah. Yes. Or maybe after Shinjuku. Yeah, because that feels like because I don't know if there's like anything else big enough to do that afterwards before the carnival starts. No, there's not because there's like a Shinkiba show on like the twenty seventh or something. Um, yeah, and they're not they're not gonna do that there. No, uh, it's either Oda Ward. I would just do it <laughs> if Masakidamiya is in the carnival. Just announce him as the X at right after the Shinjuku show because I'm sure that there's gonna be yeah. an angle on that show. I mean, they might also just split it and basically announce like Kitamiya at the Shinjuku show and then announce whoever the other person is at Ota War. That's very true, too. Because I think the other person's probably Kongo. Probably, yeah. Unless it's Kojima. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I forgot about that. But where would, would Kojima just but show up at Ota War? It might also be a Kongo person. Would hmm? Kojima just show up at Ota War, I would assume? Yeah. Because you can totally do that there. Yeah. I mean, it might also... I mean, okay, I know now we're like getting a bit too far into the weeds, but... Because I'm also thinking, like, because we're wondering, like, it doesn't make sense, like, for Kano to do all this challenging stuff and then he just loses. But what if he just loses at the at the Budokan, at the Yokohama Budokan, and then he basically just goes, like, well, fuck this tag team stuff. I'm just going to be in a champion carnival instead. I would be perfectly fine with that. So, because that way it's like, okay, I tried to do this tag team stuff that didn't work. Okay, now I'm just going to be in the carnival. Now I'm just going to come for you directly. Yep, definitely. All right, and then so obviously Oda Ward still just Yuji Nagata versus Shuji Ishikawa announced. Uh, Paul, any final thoughts? I think we, I think both promotions are trending in good directions. Yeah, definitely. Like I definitely feel a bit more positive about Noah after that number. Yeah, it's just we we shall see if that holds up long term. But I think the first sign is good, and then yeah, they they, they definitely go in right direction still. Yeah, absolutely. So and they're now like crossing the streams are being crossed. As they're yeah. crossing over into each other, <laughs> which is definitely not something I ever expected when we started this podcast. No, same, because they felt very much like completely separate. Because Akiyama had like, left. Universes. And yeah. he was the guy. I mean, especially because of the hit, like, the, obviously, like, there's been a more or less complete turnover and everything. And I don't think there's really any bad blood. But, like, still, like, the foundation of Noah is literally fucking over all Japan. <laughs> well, yes, right. Now, if, it, hey, look, if Kaido bombs they might need kento star no one might need kento star power yeah so you know like i said it, it it would be the absolute massively funniest thing ever if jake is like i am out of here guys he just waltzes into nowhere and it's just hey so what's the plan for nowhere and it's like well actually we're going to do this big interpromotional angle with all japan 
And we're going to put the title on you, but then you need to lose to Kenton Miyahara. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just... I mean, look, I, I'm not joking. I think putting the GHC title on Kento is like something that should be considered. Yeah. I mean, who else is there other than Kaito right now to really carry that title? And Noah, Incredibly. No one really. Yeah. And Noah, like, no, no one's like... Made well, it depends when Go comes back, I suppose. So, like, you could always heat up Kano. Yeah. Like, Nakajima just feels completely, like, not a guy that should be, like, holding the top title at the moment. Right. Um, yeah, otherwise, Nomura Fuji obviously doesn't have any interest in that. I guess Segura, but that's also kind it's, of a It's when Go choice. returns. Um, yeah. But, look, I mean, there's money in a Go versus Kento feud, too, I think. Yeah. And, um, honestly, I would do something like put the Triple Crown on Keno and put the GHC on Kento. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that would be a spicy pick. You know? Hmm? I think Keno... And then you do like a big like thing like sometime over the summer. I mean, there is still Cyber Fight Festival coming up. Yeah, but are they going to do like All Japan versus Noah on that? I did that All Japan versus New Japan on that last time. Yeah, so we'll see. Anyway, things are looking pretty good, and I think we're going to get some even more, I don't know, spicy developments in the next couple of weeks when we record it next. So for Gerard, uh, so for Paul Vosch, I'm Gerard Detroit, and we'll see you in about two weeks. Hello there, everybody. It's me, Gary Kidney, the co-host of You've Got to Be Kidding Me on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. And I am Liam Jones, my full name, and I am also a part of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network as a co-host for You've Got to Be Kidding Me. We are a TNA history podcast that covers TNA one month at a time. We cover all the drama, all the matches, all the Vince Russo nonsense you could ever want in your life. Have you, you heard of TNA? I bet you have. But would it be funnier if two people made jokes over it the whole time? Probably. So if that sounds like fun to you, check it out on this very Voices of Wrestling podcasting network and Liam will do bits and whatnot.